Hello, and you're listening to Opaque with Peach and Baby. So we finally wrapped up summer classes. So literally free all day. Okay, not literally free all day, but more free than when classes are in session. So, Baby, what do you do when you're super free all day? I mean, you know, I love to binge watch a lot of things. You know. Binge watch my favorite genre, which is horror movies. I love horror movies. Horror movies really good for the summer, good for the winter, good for the fall, good for the spring. Horror movies are always good, and you know, um, you know, with our very modern times where we see a new rise in the horror genre, and you know, there is more gore and should I say more violence? You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm very more interested in those kind of things oh, now. Me too. Of course, some people will say, "Hey, they prefer the classics," but you know, I prefer the ones we have today in the 21st century because I relate to it more because it's the time period. You know, I was born in, and this is what I can adapt to. And also, and- they have like a better CGI. Right. I have better CGI, but I would say sometimes they overrun some cliches. I mean, yeah, but. They have a better technique to do whatever they're doing. Yeah, but you can't keep on repeating the whole narrative. I mean, some of them are really good. You know, I'm seeing some horror movies are merging with more genres. Like, um, you watch Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, that's really new to the scene, and I kind of like that how they merge the whole um, horror thriller thing with idea of social issues. They incorporate some politics in there, and that was really good. I like that kind of merge. You know, and there's some I watched so far. You know that has been good. Um, I would say American Horror Story has been good because you know it doesn't end in American Horror Story the series. I mean, it's not a movie, but it's a TV show. So I say it has really um, actually spiraled from this whole cliche to more of instead of the whole winner takes it all. You know, usually we're used to the um, protagonist winning. Um, American Horror Story actually presents more realism for me because it shows that. N- you know, the protagonist is not always a protagonist. Anyone can be a protagonist. Anyone can be a protagonist. There is no one pure person. So I guess most of your American Horror Story, you have almost everyone dying, or you have the bad guy winning, you know. It kind of hits home if you think about it. <laughs> Speaking of American Horror Story, people are going to hate me about it, but my favorite season is the third one, The Coven. Peach, I hate like, you. People always like, oh, the first one is the best one. Whatever. I'm just like, <laughs> I like that third one. That's like a teen scream kind of show, kind of series, kind of story. And it's cupping, so it's cool. I don't know. I like that. I feel season three was too watered down for me. I didn't feel like I was watching horror at some point. It felt like I was watching drama. It was, it was like all those cliche high school movies and everyone was just like oh exactly that's why i like it because it's very easy to watch like if you try to watch the second season it just all over the place you just if you tune in randomly to some random episode for second season you have no idea what's going on see i love the second season asylum was the best it was awesome okay i like timeline okay i like how it stretched from the 1960s to the 2010s i like how there's this whole generational gap and seeing how each character develops over time realistically that's why i like ryan murphy i feel like there was so much effort being put into season two and it was also able to capture the essence of different groups you i noticed each character uh, that came with their own um supposedly uh, social vices that would be considered um unacceptable back then how they were tortured which is very reflective of what happened in the 60s you know and 
I also like how certain characters, how the nuns who ran, um, this is a spoiler alert for people who haven't watched it. Um, I like how the nuns who ran the whole show, you know, um, they always made themselves seem more holier than the people who were there. They were being bad, bad mounted. And you, in the end, you can see that everyone has some skeleton in their own um, wardrobe and no one is really clean. So that's kind of like a late American horror story. It was Jeep and it was really gory and there were so many unexpected things and there were some historical accuracy to some of the things there. Not too much, but some of the things. But that was really great and it, it just tells like the whole story of how change with people the heroes we always expect are not the heroes we get you know there were so many plot twists and i loved that it beat the cliches and that was wonderful and season one was okay i mean i was impressed with season one that was my first time watching american horror story and i was like yeah american horror story is, is I mean, it's great season one. I was like, I mean, at the time it was 2011 or 12. I can't remember. So I guess it was good for that time. But once season two came out, I knew there'll be more good things coming to American Horror Story. But like, literally any team just kind of like season one better for some reason. Because they just find it cooler, I guess. Like, I have to give the season two plot line and um, story and timeline and everything. It's like on point. It's like, it must have taken so long to write that because it's complicated and it's just out of this world and then there's season three like i'm pretty sure they just give all the brain to like second season because <laughs> season three just like cliche witchcraft <laughs> witchcraft i mean yeah i miss like in season three i would give them props from like trying to incorporate the whole new orleans time you know mm -hmm. i like how they took the timeline from the time of slavery to uh, the present time how that woman who was trapped in the coffin you yeah know, Mm -hmm. coming back you can see how she reacted to the new times and how she thought of some things were definitely intolerable and i will say you know and i love um angela bassett she was the witch in new orleans i love her as an actor so um that was really great so i really did like um season three for that but in the i felt like the main characters were a little bit off um, Emma Roberts was the cliche bitchy child who had it all and trying to win everything in life. I was like, oh my god, can we not? We are over this. This is not 2005. Let's move on. But knowing Ryan Murphy, I guess he was trying to make a spin on the whole thing. I know. But I'm glad that season three did not end in a cliche. Because that would just be really appalling. <laughs> I forgot how did it end. Oh, it's kind of cliche. It's spoiler alert. Like, her daughter became the supreme. I mean, but in the beginning, you think one of the girls would be the that's supreme. That's true, that's true. Mm -hmm. That was the expectation. But, like, towards the middle or towards the end, we all know that. Yeah, you may have the But, like, I'm glad that we didn't decipher that in the beginning. Because mm -hmm. we'd be like, oh, yeah, it's probably the good girl. Yeah. Gonna like, oh, obviously, it's going to be the good girl. And the fact that Ryan Murphy can actually take characters, like characters that we love and we are attached to and kill them mm -hmm. unexpectedly you know it, it comes as a shock because you expect anyone to die in american horror story the side character develops to be a main character and the main character can end up dying in the middle um i forgot the name of the girl the one that had a down syndrome yeah in american she just died and i was like oh my god because i was like liking her and stuff she was the only person in the house who wasn't like 
weird like the other ones. She I was don't know. Nice. I kind of expected her to die. I did not expect her to die. I was so shocked when her character got killed off. I'm like, you. I'll be like, it's just a matter of time till she gets cut off. See, I expected <laughs> I expected Emma Roberts' character to die first. I don't know. It's always the bitchy girl that dies. If she's gonna die first, then why did they bother to bring Emma Roberts to play that? <laughs> I mean, she might have just been there for a cameo. You know, like Scream Queens. Mm, you true. had Ariana Grande and Nick Jonas in that's Scream true. Queens. I like. Mm-hmm. They didn't really play till season f- episode five, and it's like. See the difference is Emma Roberts is an actor who acts in stuff, and Ariana Grande she's just there because <laughs> she's famous. <laughs> because Emma Roberts is famous and can act. Okay, I get it. I see your point, yeah. Peach. Okay, you sound correct. So like, um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, Peach, what would you say were your most striking horror movies you've watched so far? The one that really took you away took me away what does that mean a horror movie that like really got you off like off guard the one that was like the i would say the scariest i guess say scariest or the one that was really out of this world huh for me it's still the cube that's my favorite horror movie the cube what's the cube about the cube is about a group of people, like six or seven, something like that. Get like, they wake up in a cube. Imagine a Rubik cube, that each room has a trap of some kind that can kill them, or some of the room does not have the trap, and this room keep moving around. They have like a number code or whatever. So in the three movie of them, one of the movie, one of the. Mm, the people in the cube, they actually a mathematician. Did I pronounce it, pronounce it right? Mathematician? Math. Mathematician. Mathematician. There we go. Mathematicians, yeah. Mathematician. And it's like they figure out like the way how the number is coded. So they can lead to like, if they see the number, okay, that room is going to be have a trap. And you're going to die in that room. Or some other room is going to be a f- like... A good number that you don't have a trap. Anyway, the whole point of it is try to get out of the cube while the cube keep moving. So that is fun. It's kind of like a saw, but they're not dealing with people. They're dealing with the room. I guess like a dimension, you would say. Yep. Like in the movies, they even play with time or fourth dimension, which anything can happen. Literally just See, if I was weird. in that situation, I would die in the first five minutes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like I hate math. First of all, I can, I wouldn't even try. I was just like, okay, what? I'm just gonna set my face. Maybe you die, but in fourth dimension, there's alternative dimension, can alternative I die? reality. Can I die? I don't know. Maybe that in, in that alternative reality, I probably will be able to do math. Hopefully, that, that's true. Yeah. Was I one di- one reality you die, and the other reality you get out? That must be really trippy to watch. It is trippy. That's why I really like it. Because you actually think. As it goes. Yeah, it reminds me of watching Interstellar. Interstellar just made me sit down and think. Mm, and I was just I've like, never seen that. I still have to see that. You have to see that. That shit really messed up my brain. But I got it in the end. I got it. What I'm about from, what about the movie that shook you the most? The movie that really shook me the most was The Human Centipede. Oh mm, my god. That literally shook everyone. That really... That was astounding. Okay. What? Who thought of that concept? What the heck? I mean, we all ask for new things from Hollywood, but this was just out of this world. Why would anyone... Who sat down to think about this? Okay, I won't say I didn't hate the movie. I actually liked the movie. 
People find that creepy when I said I like human centipede. Yes, I remember forcing my friends to uh, watch human centipede uh, about two or three years ago. And like, they started tagging me in memes about human centipede. It was, I didn't hear the last of it. Like, like so I tried to get my friends to watch it too because I... Like, sometimes I sit down at my home, have Netflix on, and say, hey, let's watch Human Centipede. Why not? And my friends are like, bye, we're leaving. <laughs> it's like, everyone gets all like, why? And, you know, the first movie was like, okay. The second one went out of this world. The third one, the third one is on Netflix. That is just one of the craziest things anyone would have to watch. Just it's, the third one is on Netflix? I thought the, I saw more The second and the one. third one. I don't okay. know if the first one is on Netflix. The third one I watched on Netflix, and it was... Crazy. I still watched it. That's that's a fun thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will be like, okay. Mm. I will be like, okay. Like, it's out of this world, but I got to see where this goes. I got to see why. So I did some research and it turns out that the idea of the movie came up because um, they were looking for, thinking about ways to punish rapists. And oh. this one guy just said, you know, maybe this would be a good idea. I was like, that's not really bad. Let's make that into a script. What? Yeah. Like, what? what? So that's the movie plot, you know, and you will wonder, what is the benefit of doing such a harsh surgery procedure on a human being? You know, taking someone's mouth and, you know, grafting away some skins and actually putting it into someone's anal opening. It's like sewing it together. That must be bad. Cause I mean, yeah, that's, in, that's inhumane. That's like when, when I watched that movie, when I watched the movie and it got to the part when the guy was having feces in the girl's mouth, it was like a whole one digestive system. So in the third movie, it wasn't three people they did this with. They did it with like 200 prisoners Ugh. to stop the riots in the prison. I'm Ugh. like, yo. No. This is therefore insane. Human centipede took me off guard. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's still one of the most striking things I've ever seen on television. You know, I'm still glad I've watched it a couple of times. I still like the movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's great. Uh, so Anyways, we talked about our most favorite one. So what about like the second and third favorite? Second and third favorite, I would say it's The Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the fact that how they put the context was something you... Because usually we watch horror movies and you'd be like, why are all these people running? God, just call a taxi, <laughs> run away far, drive like, away. In this case, you can't in run away. In this case, you know, they put in a situation where we can't question the logic, okay? Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, okay, he comes in your dreams and kills you in your dream and you die in real life. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole backstory to the parents and they try to hide some things from the kids, who Freddy Krueger was to them. And, you know, and there's some of the kids can't sleep. They do not sleep. They can't sleep because if they sleep, they die. Like, they die. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, if I was in that situation, knowing the kind of person I am, I would be dead. I would legit be dead. I would like- Same, because I, I, I just, I love- if I don't sleep, I would rather just die. I, I would just, I, exactly, just sleep forever. Like, like if I pull an all-nighter, I need a whole day to make up with that. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't pull an all-nighter. I still pull an all-nighter anyways. <laughs> I pull them during summer break, which I know exactly I can pull all day to sleep the mm-hmm. next day. Except school day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. College no. life in a nutshell, people. <laughs> anyways, it's just like Freddy Krueger comes in and does all this. And I'm just like, wow, that is very beautiful. And the fact that there's a backstory and you wonder why didn't your parents never say anything? You know, this whole idea of I'm trying to protect my kid from the truth. It's just like... 
and it's a little lesson there. There's a little um, repercussion of what these parents were doing. And so many of the kids died, and it's kind of hard to actually kill them, I guess. And they were they started to have hallucinations of what was happening and stuff. And I, I like that concept very much, and I'm glad. So, Paige, what's your second? My second? I just watched this movie this year. It's called VHS, and it's on uh, Netflix. VHS is basically about a found footage. So, in each movie, you have, like, four or five footage that they show. It's kind of like one of them would be some footage of during zombie apocalypse in the woods and this biker just biking in the woods and he became a zombie and he has a POV POV camera attached to his head. And we basically have a POV um, point of view of a zombie destroying a birthday party which happened to have which happened to happen in the woods. Like like a park or something so that's pretty cool one of them that's i really like is about a cult in some asian country i don't remember and they like worship satan or something and one of those you know suicide um cult where like when the times come they get suicide and uh that's kind of cool i mean it's not cool it's kind of fun to watch okay it's not fun to watch but like omg it's it's a horror movie so you kind of find joy in it because you're watching horror movie not like the actual thing is enjoyable but yeah i really like that because it's give you like the realistic um feeling like how you watch paranormal activity but, yeah but that but paranormal activity just can't wrap my mind around it, it just so so fake and i didn't yeah fun. i didn't i didn't really yeah i didn't really enjoy that movie much not really. it was just like yeah i just like i'm not feeling it sorry people <laughs> like vhs is the only what is it called? Like a first person camera? What's that called? Like a style where they carry a camera and run around? Oh, first person view? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, like is the a person carrying uh, a camera? It's, yeah, and it's told from around. a singular perspective. From... A singular perspective, whatever. Yeah. It's the only movie that I really enjoy because there was some other movie that came out earlier, like Cloverfield. That movie just straight up headache. It straight up migraines for me. Just like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Just running a shaking camera. But yeah, that's my second favorite. What's your third favorite? Uh, my third favorite will be The Conjuring. Conjuring. I like that. I don't oh. love it. I kind of like it because it's super it. freaking scary. I love it. It's scary. I just like the whole thing. I like the fact that they say it's based on a true story. Because oh. after watching that, Ooh. I went to do my research I about get this. That. And I watch a lot of interviews with the people saying, a lot of people say, oh, it's fake. They made it up. It's just, you know, facade. I don't care. But if that's a true story, okay, that even makes it more scary. Mm -hmm. Like, I watch that and I'm just like, oh my God. When you say based off a true story in a horror movie, you're like, oh, oh. I know. And I did my whole research. Uh, turns out that the movie altered some things that happened. So, you know, in the 70s, they move into the house. The house is haunted by witches, ghosts, all kinds of evil spirits, stuff like that. It turns out that when Ed Warren and his wife came mm -hmm. in in the 70s, the actual people, because these people were real. Yeah. Every character being played in Conjuring are actually real names of people. And I looked them up. Apparently, what happened is that when it came to the house, they made the situation worse for the family. Because when they were being haunted, they, you know, by the kids, they accidentally, they were trying to cast out a demon or something, and they accidentally opened a door for more spirits to enter the mm -hmm. house, and then their parents got angry with the Warren family and um, cut contacts from them, chased them away from the house, and 
no one really knew. They said they lived in the house until they were older. So they never really got rid of the spirits. Oh. And they left. So, like, that was what's behind. But the movie had to alter it, you know, for the sake of movie magic. And yeah. <laughs> like, somehow, when they say, like, based on true story, like, yeah, someone got possessed for real. But, like, all these fun stuff, they just made it up. They just made it up in the end. But it was crazy knowing the backstory that the lady hung herself in front of the house. Yeah. And... Knowing, because I always love backstory. I love. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's happening. You know, it's really haunted and stuff. And um, what else? And I watched Conjuring Part Two. I haven't seen that one. Oh God, that is even <laughs> the worst. Like that is the, that is that is. It takes us in England. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I really loved that. How like it was? Was it the eighties or? Hmm. Was it, I think it was the 21st century or the 80s. I can't remember. Ed Warren was still there with his wife, and they were doing some stuff. And it's even more scary because the child gets possessed. All kinds of things happen. There's this weird prophecy. You don't want to give too many spoilers, but I love The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. So, Peach, what's your third favorite? My third favorite, it's... Wait for it. Saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally everyone's favorite if they like horror movies. Saw like, it. If they like horror gory movie because some people just like oh you're sick how do you like saw like i like scary movie but like that it's just not scary it's just torturing porn (laughs) but i mean i kind of find it enjoyable like if you actually watch the first movie until seventh movie they all related like somehow they just magically related i'm just like how did they come up with this some twisted guy i know just like like i'm pretty sure when they make the second movie they're not planning on making the seventh movie, oh, but yeah. somehow they make it relevant. And yeah, it makes they did. sense. It was a last minute thing because apparently the guys who made the movie uh, saw one, they were out of film school and didn't have any job. And they were really broke at the mm-hmm. freaking time, so they had like very small money. That's why the first saw took place <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> took place in the bathroom. And the guy who was acting was also directing and producing. Yeah, it was that- like. So you have like when it became a hit, like everyone was like, wow, they got money for another movie, so why not, right? I mean, but actually, the first movie is my least favorite one. I, it, it's going to be, obviously, but that's mm-hmm. what started the franchise. That's true. Over time, you see something better. I think, which one is my favorite? I think Saw 5. Was it the one where the people were in a... Hmm. No. They're in a group? In a the house? group people, yeah, in the house. And you threw I that girl remember. in the... The one where they threw the girl in the basket of injections. Ooh. And she was getting stabbed by multiple needles. That's my favorite one. I mean, yeah, I do like that. I like any one, any movies that have like a group of people. Like if they deal with one or two people, I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. But like, when it's like six people in a in a house or something, it's like, yep, yeah. this one's gonna be good. That's really. Uh, did you did you watch the new trailer for the new oh, one? Yeah, oh yeah, I did. I'm so but excited I for that. I couldn't wrap my head around what's what was going on around that. I couldn't. I can imagine that it's gonna. Ha- Use the name Saw, but have nothing to do with the previous. Seven yeah, games. maybe it's, what if it's a prequel? I, I mean, know. they might pull an X then. I don't know, but I can totally see like it's not gonna have anything related to the seven movies. Yeah. Just kind of have their own thing going on. Just use Saw. It's like Saw. He sets very clever traps. You know, he mm-hmm. has people working within the police force high yeah. up there, working with him. People investigated force working high up there. So it's hard to catch him, and nobody knows who these people are. And somebody almost caught him. I remember the last movie, and he died while he 
decided he found out everything and died immediately after it, which was really sad. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, here's a document. And I feel like Saw, he does his things for personal justice. Mm-hmm. You know, the injustice being done to him. He sees, he takes people who are supposedly bad and we're able to get away with it, which is currently our society. There's a lot of bad people getting away with a lot of stuff and justice is just like not happening. So Saw sees himself as this moral bridge in which he can apply that justice himself in the most grostique way he can for I him. don't know. I still see him as serial killer. I see I see some kind of foreshadowing to his behavior. Like, I get it. Because he says that to himself. Because I know, you know, when he kills, you know the opening scene of each saw, you see that someone has done something bad. And mm-hmm. you tell them, oh, you've done this and this. And you got away with it. And you thought you could get away with it, you know. And he's just like, in his own twisted, pathetic way, I think, for him, and I think partially has to do with his wife's miscarriage, mm-hmm. you know, that happened, and it's like... I don't know, like, he explained himself just, like, why he's doing this, but for me, it's, he's still... I know, guy. he's still he's still a serial killer, that's the yeah. thing, but I see the foreshadowing of he, where he's coming yeah, from. I don't know. Oh, Peach. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoy it, but it's, he's still a bad guy. Okay, yeah, I know he's still a bad guy, but then that's what makes the movie go forward. And I know. I take I take his sentiments to see like why he continuously does these things, you know. He makes people go through what people, what they made others go through, but in the worst way. I mean, it's not morally righteous. It's not really something you can do without impunity. But hey, it's saw. He wants to get away. I feel like what he's trying to do is. I want to, he wants to channel the antagonism for justice, right? Yeah. And when he does it, he wants to not be punished. That's why he has all those connections to everywhere and the police. And mm-hmm. that is why he's not been caught for how many years? God knows. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are familiar with him. And at the same time, he wants to prove that I can do what you do for good and get away with it, but you can't do what you do for bad and never get away with it. I don't know. It's just twisted psychology. I just, uh, I, I can't, because I know this is kind of things, because I read about serial killers and I kind of always, I'm not saying I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to sympathize, but like you understand the sentiments, mm-hmm. but it's not right. But hey, at least you get why they do what they do. But hey, at the end of the day, the movie was awesome. Yeah, the movie was bomb, though. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I just want him to keep doing what he's doing so we have you know in the future we have like Saw 15 it'd be like I'll still go okay. watch it yeah it might suck but I'm still like people watch. can be like okay it's time to stop and it's like, I might I might say like it's time to stop but will I go watch it oh, hell yeah yeah definitely I'm that person mm-hmm. <laughs> criticize everything just like it. Final Destination it's like it's getting worse and worse but will I still go watch it yeah yeah, I still- <laughs> yeah it's like I, 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 like two percent but i'm like yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah so i let's talk about watching horror movies in the cinema like i've watched a horror movies in the cinema once and i'll never do that again <laughs> oh my I god have, i have like, back in thailand and if you haven't seen thai like thai scary movie thai ghost movie we are awesome at jump scare oh, we wow. just jump scare everywhere just like okay like hollywood horror movie they're like like a scary plot line that's why when you finished it, when you understand the plot line, you get like the chill. And in Thai scary movie, it just like jump at you constantly. It's just like, I don't know what plot's like, but the picture is scary. Yeah, like, it's that's like, the whole yeah. Point. Yeah, you see some random ghosts with horns. Yeah. You better come watch this. Yeah. And um, so <clears throat> for me, first time I had to watch horror movies in the cinema because I really don't do this because I always have a feeling that everyone is so scared of horror movies I'm like white and screaming so that's my assumption so I think it was 2015 I went to watch two years ago I went to go watch in the 
it was in England, so I went to go and watch it. I walked there by myself, and I, well, went there. It was okay. I was going to see the Poltergeist. Mm, the new one? Oh yeah, obviously the new the one. The new one, yeah. <laughs> and I walk into the cinema and everyone is in couples. I'm like, bro, this ain't the notebook. Okay, why is everyone, why did everyone decide to bring your babe to the cinema to watch a horror movie? But I understand you want to jump at yeah. each other. But if I'm going to see a horror movie, I am pointed to be by myself and to be scared, internalized with myself. I don't need to hold nobody. And if anybody holds me, I am punching you. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Why? It's just like everyone is all like in the movie and everyone is just like faking the whole jumpy scare. And just so For me, if it's gonna be like the cuddling and watching the movie, I'm gonna watch it at home. Why would I cuddle anyone to watch a horror movie? I'm gonna watch horror movies in the dark. I'm scared of the dark, but I watch horror movies in the dark. I can't. If I have to watch Conjuring by myself and by my home alone, no, hell no, that's not gonna happen. I watch Conjuring by myself. I watch most of my horror <laughs> no. movies by myself. I can't. I'm t- nope. And I watch it with my friends who don't like horror movies, so they won't sleep at night. Mm. It's, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's an interesting cycle. I try to pull on them. Um, <clears throat> but speaking of horror movie, it's now digital age. Mm-hmm. People watch horror movie on Netflix. Do you have any recommendations since, you know, nobody just go buy DVD or Blu-ray and watch it anymore. Or watch it through Netflix. Um, Stranger Things. Hmm. Okay, I've never seen that, but people Netflix, say it's good. It is freaking good. I would say that classifies as horror. I say it's more of a thriller, drama. That's what I see. But mm-hmm. people say, oh, it's a good horror show. I'm like, no, I love the kids. I love they're so talented and so good. People are saying they're not enough talented or they're kids. Leave them alone, Jesus. Uh, it takes place in the 70s. And I like how each of them, like, you can tell, like, they're really good at your work, okay? And there are so many cliffhangers. I love cliffhangers, but I don't like when the cliffhanger lasts too long. It gets upsetting, and I give up. <laughs> you just forget what happens. Like, why is it? Yeah. Season two will be out in October. Mm-hmm. Means I have to wait a whole goddamn year. I've waited a whole year for streaming. Wait, not this October? Next this, October? This October. Oh, okay. I've been waiting for last year. It's going to be like Orange is the New Black, where mm-hmm. I literally did a countdown for a whole year. <laughs> yes, people, I am that pathetic. I did a countdown for Orange is the New Black. I wasn't the only one. And I have to wait till next year. So my countdown calendar starts again. 11 months to go. 11 months to go to the next Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. So Stranger Things will be coming out this October. I want to watch it, obviously, for Halloween. And I want, there's so many questions. I don't want to give spoilers, but I want to know, is Eleven coming back? I miss her. I love her. Okay, she's my favorite character. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and... Why? Is Barbara still alive? I don't want to still... I don't want to admit that Barbara is dead. Peach doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'm trying not to give spoilers, but for somebody spoil. who watched the show, you know. I didn't want Barbara to die. Barbara was amazing. <clears throat> yeah. And there is Hush. That's true. I've seen that and it's... Ooh, it's such new and fresh. And it is. Who would have thought about that? Just a deaf person and someone tried to break it. I mean, it. it is a reality for some people if you That's think true. about it, though. Like, this is the probably fear they have in their mind. I'm mm-hmm. all alone by myself and, you know, this and this. And the fact that all those things are supposed to help them. Like, in the Hush movie, when she noticed the guy was breaking into her house or has broken into her house, she tries to FaceTime 911, but her mm-hmm. power has been cut out. Yeah. So she has been rigged. And she's just set up for failure. And then her best friend got stabbed and her best friend's husband got stabbed. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's on Did the cop come eventually? Yeah. Yeah. And he, Last minute. He died too. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh Oops. my god. Peach, you person. You literally just told her best friend's die. Her best friend's uh, boyfriend's die. Well, well, I mean, 
that's not the end. So it's like in the middle. <laughs> still spoiler alert. It's not to the end. So it's like, and I was just like, hush. Hush is great because I'm just like, to me, it's horror, but it's more horror for me because I know it's a reality for some people. That's true. Like, people are more prone to those issues. But. Like, I do enjoy um, the story, but cinematic part of it, it's just, it just not enjoy it as a movie. It's just like, the idea of it is scary. Like, it gives me chill, but the movie is just... I mean... It's yeah. not the best scary movie ever. It's not the best, but like, it's a new window to something else. Yeah, that I expect, you that's know? true. We're tired of seeing a bunch of stupid teenagers wandering into the woods, into yeah, a house. Running around. We're like, oh my god, my friend just got killed. I we're tired of, yeah, we're tired of a family moving into a house and getting haunted <laughs> with the kids. We're tired of a stupid girl running and tripping over nothing. Ugh. And tipping. Speaking of tripping over nothing, let's talk about Scream. Like, the Scream franchise was... I like Scream franchise. I it did just like... give the classic vibe with the new age thing going on. Yeah, with the new age Because I thing. went and see the fifth one in the theater. Is that the latest one, the Ugh. fifth one? I have not watched Scream in a long time. Oh, I stopped I at three. Because I think I watched the fifth one in the theater. It's just like, okay, I still feel the classic. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not classic at all. But it's still good. I liked it. I mean, like, I just stopped because it was just like, okay, we realized that... The killer is going to be someone really close to you who has manipulated their way to kill everybody else and some stupid ass grudge. I get the idea, it's like it's a classic, but like even when you overplay a classic, it becomes too much of a cliche. Especially if you're not born in that time. Mm -hmm. If I was born in the earlier times when the first Scream first came out, you know, I would see too much of a cliche because I was like, okay, I haven't seen what's new. So, but like I understand why they keep making it this way because they have to give to uh, keep the gimmick of the movie. Yeah, they have. And like they, because they, they have loyal fans. Like, yeah, they have loyal fans. If they change a little bit, like instead of just someone close who is ending up a murderer to someone random one, the fans will be like, "This is not Scream because Scream is not just chasing around stabbing people. It has to be at the end of the day someone close to you. The like fans gonna say that." Okay, if you say so, Peach. But I'm just yeah. like, I guess it's okay. They have to maintain their target audience because your target yeah. audience are uh, very faithful. Yeah, they've been loyal fans for like mm. 10 years. Or for 12 years or 50, you know what I I'm know. talking about. So you see, like, have you seen the Scream, the series Scream on Netflix? Nope. Oh my God, you should watch it. That is A+. plus. That is good. I was shocked. And I was like, yes. I saw some cliches. I already knew who the killer was at the end of season one. Do you know what show keep us guessing who the killer was? Scream Queen. Scream Queen. I was like, yo, let's just get up. Everybody's the killer in Scream Queens. I know. Everybody, I'm like, so the Red Devil, I know the Red Devil had to be more than one person at some point. Because, like, yeah. the consistency of somebody killing. I, I mean, know. even in the story, so it's a skip away to say that more than one person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just pure two of them at the same time. And I'm just team. like, okay, somebody else is doing this stuff. And we need to find out. Did you watch season two? I didn't finish it. So um, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't season, figure out who the green meanies two, are. The green meanies were... No, no, don't spoil it. Some what the... Watch it. Oh my god. I think someone someone it's, already spoiled it, but I just yeah. didn't watch the actual show. The, the, whole three, thing. the three green meanies, apparently. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, for Scream Queens, I was just like... When Chanel number three or Chanel number four, I forgot the number, the one played by Leo Michelle. Uh -huh. 
fifth, number five. I figured in the end, for five. <laughs> so in the end, it was bound that they were going to film frame Chanel number three. Mm-hmm. That she was the one who killed those people. But I knew that Chanel number three is not too smart to pull off that. I mean, I know part of the gimmick is that the killer killer is supposed to act very stupid and everything. Mm-hmm. So no yeah. one suspects a thing. But um, Liga Michelle's character, Chanel number five, there was something off at some point. And I knew there was more back to her story. You think she's just a weirdo who's a loser and stuff. But at first you'd be like, huh, there is more to this than that. And then in the end, there is this montage that takes place in the last season where she convinces the parents of the second Chanel that they're not real kids. Like, it's very weird and stupid. Like, Ryan Murphy knows how to lump out the most stupid scenarios to make sense in a way, even though it doesn't. But it <laughs> plays true. out in the end. I was like, yo, Scream Queen, when I look at it, Scream Queen was quite stupid, but it was fun to watch. It was horrible. I mean, because it's teen scream, it's literally a teen scream show. Like, yeah. it's supposed to just entertain you, not to think too much about it. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a parody. I feel like Ryan Murphy was trying to lean to a parody obviously of like like this is how stupid it is okay this yeah. is how you people put all the logic together which mm-hmm. makes no sense so I'm gonna put it cause like I was like Ryan Murphy cannot be serious with this can he I mean someone no. someone like the show that he's only serious with American Horror Story and Glee cause he directed Glee too oh, that's true. yeah so I was just like okay someone of that capacity did all this work mm-hmm. you mean to tell me this is this is just like off so I just thought it was a parody or maybe just a side thing maybe it was one of those projects he wasn't putting too much effort in but it was nice to see Ariana Grande and yeah. Jonas in there and Kiki Palmer it's just one of those times where we just need singer Ariana Grande and Emma Roberts more in the show I mean it's like why not just make one more teenager sh- show I mean not every singer can act though I mean yeah. I mean, she's pretty good. I mean, yeah, she's good. Ariana Grande was hilarious at that. <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> she's she's like, tweeting. She's like, I'm <laughs> tweeting about there is something mean in my room. I'm like, boy, you better run. <laughs> you are tweeting about this. And the worst part is when she comes back from the dead to Chanel Oberlin. Tweet. Hi, it's me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chanel number two, I came back from the gray beyond to talk to you that you're trying to poison you. I'm like, yo, are we for real? But Ariana Grande looked really cute. Oh, she's hilarious, too. She looks really like literally. She just talks like she just speak random thing. It's already hilarious because her voice is just hilarious. Hilarious. Ariana Grande is hilarious. Yeah, and um, I'm really glad that they showed up. Nick Jonas is. I mean, he's been acting with Disney, and it's great. And speaking of Disney, do you know that Russ Lynch is? Um, Russ Lynch is actually going to is playing Jeffrey Dahmer in the Jeffrey Dahmer movie. I have no idea what you're talking about. Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, mm-hmm. Jeffrey, the serial killer guy. No. He killed people in the nineties and eighties. No. He ate their bodies. No. He's a psychopath. Oh my god! You should read the serial killers. There is a movie, and you should watch the trailer by Friend Dahmer. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. I mean, you think, okay, is a Disney boy playing this movie, the Disney mm-hmm. star. Then you see him, it's like, wow, this guy is really talented, and he's yeah. wasting his potential in Disney, no offense, but it's like... I can see this Disney actors, or kids, <laughs> Disney kids these days, they're like talented actors. They are really talented at AF. Like, if they can lower it down from Disney level to like a more serious acting, <laughs> they can kill any they role. Russell Lynch killed that role, okay? But my problem is that, well, I feel like they're trying to romanticize Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, don't forget all the horrific things he did. Hollywood try not to romanticize this, but just tell the story as it is. But, yeah, I guess that's just my part. So, Peach, what else do you have to say? Nothing. We're out of time. So, I guess we have to wrap up our podcast for today. And uh, we'll come back soon. Are we? Yeah, I guess, right? 
or not if we don't come back i guess uh, we are you'll have a, you'll have a hard time getting rid of us you probably don't mm-hmm. freddy krueger probably came to get us uh, uh, you not me <laughs> anyway anyways i mean that's all for today I mean, we've talked about what we like in horror movies, what we see horror movies over time, and transition, the horror movies struck out the most. And you can always tell us in the comment section what you like uh, about horror movies today and then and now, and what you like to see in horror movies in the future, or just talk about one of the best things, one of the best horror movies you've ever seen, and, you know, why it makes sense to you. Or you can update us and give us suggestions on horror movies you should watch. Yeah. You know, anything. And... You know, thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you for listening. And if you want us to talk about something, just let us know and we'll see you next time. Hopefully next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, people.